Today's daf is daf pevav, page eighty-six. Nehilgim b'seches gittin, and we pick up from the two dots, two lines from the top of the amud, from the top of the daf. We're up to the words gufoi shall get. All right, mom is just on time. Look who walks in. Look who walks in. Devaldik. Here we go. Two lines from the top of pevav amaralif. Gufoi shall get shicher. What is the goof? What is the body of a get shikhr? What did we, what, what the Mishnah say must be written inside of it? You don't say to the woman, behold, you're free to everybody else uh, to marry whoever you want. We say, behold, you now own yourself. Rabbi Yehuda was misakain with a star, with a document of selling of avodim. Avdon didon, our Eved, Mutztok la'avdoi, is set aside to serve, upotir, and is released, ve'otir, and separated, minchirure, from freedom, from being free. Yeah, this is interesting. He's set aside to work, and is completely removed from any element of freedom. Umin ilule, or any sort, uh, any sort of evil, any sort of uh, claim of ownership. Umin erure malka umalkisa. There's no, uh, there's no IRS of the government coming after this slave. There's no lien on this slave. Urishum de inish, and the stamp of a person loy is alayhu. Nobody else has their stamp on it. Meaning, there's no other human in the world that has a deed. Over this Eved. This is again. This is what we're writing. When somebody would sell an Eved. They had to add all these things in. Nowadays. These are the uh, title companies. Yeah. The title companies. They made sure. That it's taka. That there's, there's no pre-existing liens. Umanuka mikol mum. He's also free from any sort of mum. What is any sort of mum? Rashi interestingly says. He has no. We've done a background check on the guy. We did a background check. There's nothing dangerous about him. Umin Shchim, he also doesn't have any sort of boils. The Nafik ad Titzar Chadak Vaotik that could come out until uh, uh, two years later, whether it's going to be new, whether it is old. Okay. What this means is there's no pre existing health conditions that's chronic that we expect to crop up. Because sometimes you can have. Uh, people who cover up things And you give somebody the right medication And it lasts for a short amount of time Once you get past that It's gunished My os vase What's the uh, How do you uh, heal this type of boils That we're referring to Amar Ginbura You take ginbura Which is ginger Umarkisa Vekafrasa And you take silver and sulfur Vekhala de chamra and vinegar wine, umishcha and olive oil, umishcha dezesa, oil from olive, v'natvik chivra, and white natvik, v'shafyalei begatva da'abza, and you smear it on the guy with feathers from a goose. That's how, if you want to know this type of boils that we're referring to, this is how you'd go ahead and heal it. Okay. So again, why did we come on to that? Because the Mishnah said what's important to write into the actual body of the document of freedom. And once we were speaking about what's written in the body of the document of freedom, we mentioned 
in general, what a sale of an Eved looked like, what, what was written on the, uh, what, what sort of things were covered on the document. Okay, period, end of that. Gemara, we now get to the, uh, a new Mishnah. And here we go. New Mishnah, and what primarily today's daf is going to deal with. Primarily, there's going to be a, an additional Mishnah, which is a new topic towards the bottom of Pevavah Medvez. What we're going to deal with is how to handle situations where you have a get which is valid and effective biblically, but the Chachamim made a decree which gets in the way of the biblical validity. For example, I'm just going to give you one example. This is not going to be the first example, but something that we've come across often, which is, we said the Rabbana made a gzera, made a decree that a date must be written into a get. Biblically, all it says is, you need v'kosav law, sefer krisus. He writes to her a document of complete separation, v'nasan biyada. So what does this mean? A husband writes the get, and he also needs to literally hand it into her hand, which we said it can also be a shliach. You could have messengers from either side. Okay? But if you fulfill those psukim, you've pretty much covered yourself. A lot of the extras come rabbinic. So how do I handle a situation where the get is totally valid biblically, but there's an issue rabbinically? Now, what do you mean, how do you handle it? Why not just go back and do it right? The answer is, maybe she already remarried. Maybe she's married to the second guy. Maybe she already has kids. Are those kids going to be mamzerim if she had a biblical divorce? Biblically, they're not mamzerim, but it's a bad get. So what do we do? Okay, so we're going to, all these situations that we're going to get into. So here we go. Meaning, what do you mean all the way around? He, he, he then got back together. And they, were, and they had to get a condition because they got divorced. If, I mean, whether or not it's, you if the get wasn't it was, effective. Yeah, it was it, it wasn't effective rabbinic, very gishmak, right, very good too, right, Rabbi Freeman's bringing it up, let's say the get is not effective, it's effective biblically, but not rabbinic, and they want to remarry, they're, they're still biblically, so biblically they're not married, rabbinically they're already married, and everybody who gets married, al-das the rabbonon mekadish, yeah, so you're still rabbinically married perhaps, okay, very good, that would be another nafkamina, good, all right. No, the way it sounds is that, okay, these two at that latter point, she or her ex-husband are going to look at the get to see how old. No, she could be. She could be living in a different country. She could be across the world. But, but she says she's divorced. We trust her to say she's divorced. What are they not? Uh, yeah. Divorced. So, yeah. who's challenging her? Why are you divorced? Maybe later on she learns a halacha she didn't know previously. Maybe she realizes that the get she was given didn't follow all the rabbinic parameters. Sometimes people just don't know, right? Whatever the circumstances are surrounding it. Whatever they are. All right. Says the Mishnah, However, she remarries based upon those getting the child is still going to be kosher, meaning the kid is not a mamzer. Get ready for this. A husband gets upset at his wife. He sits down at the table and he writes, He writes that on the piece of paper, writes on a document. He walks over to her. There's witnesses observing this. And he says, I'm divorcing you with this. Go back to the verses in the Torah. What does it say? He writes to her a document of separation. And he plays in her hand and you're divorced. So you should be, you should be completely divorced. Now, is that the way to write a get? That's not the way to handle a get. Okay? So, 
in such a case, if she remarries, the kid is the kid. The children from the second marriage are not mamzer. Okay, Also, the second type of get, which is puzzle, but the kids from the second marriage will not be mamzerim, is if there are witnesses on it, but she left out the date. The dating of the document is only important rabbinically. Yesh Baizman, huh? You said she left out. He left out, I'm sorry. Yesh Baizman, what if you have a uh, document with witnesses and date, but the witnesses on it aren't witnesses, that's witness. Let's say you have an Eid Echad on it. In all these cases, we're going to say it as a get, it's not a valid get. If she remarries, the children of the second marriage are going to be kosher. Rabbi Lazar says, you should know, even if no witnesses sign on it at all. What did the group Tyra say? He writes it to her. The only thing that needs to be written is You don't biblically need signatures on it. Now perhaps you might need witnesses to see him handing it to her with the knowledge of a get. But who says they need to actually sign on it? But it has to be as long as he gave it in front of Adam. Even if there's no witnesses on it at all, says Rabbi Lazar, kosher. It's a valid get. And you could collect from Nechasim Mishubadam properties with a lien on it. Yeah, Mamish. Like it's a full fledged get to the point where she could collect her Ksuba from, uh, as if she had a lien on it from any later purchasers. Why do witnesses sign on a get? Because of Tikkun Oilam. What does it mean, Tikkun Oilam? What it means is, is that very often our signatures last longer in this world than we do. Very deep. Not deep, it's simple and it's deep. You say, things that we put down here, things that we create, last longer than we do. Our actions, our signatures that we create in this world, last long after we are gone. So therefore, says Rabbi Lazar, why do witnesses sign the get? Because you have witnesses, let's say you have witnesses who only see the get being given. Fifteen years later, she's trying to prove she's divorced. We say, where's the witnesses? She says, oh, well, they're dead. So if we have their signatures, it doesn't matter that they're dead. That's Tikkun Oilam. That's why we have people actually write it. This way, even if they're not here anymore, either they, they're already living in Oilam Ames, or they're living in Guatemala, they're living wherever they're living, doesn't matter. We, we, have, uh, we have their signatures, and therefore... We can trust her to the validity of the get. Says the Gemara Basuleka, there's no other cases more than three where something's kosher, a, a get that's done okay biblically but not rabbinically. We could get Yashan. What about a get Yashan? Remember the good old get Yashan, yeah? Where you have a man right to get his wife and then he has Yichud with her again. So the Gzera der Abanan is you're not allowed to use it anymore. Hasam Laitetse. Over there uh, with a get Yashan, we say. She doesn't leave her second husband, Hacha, but in all the cases of our Mishnah, if she remarries, Tetzay, we're going to tell her to leave the second husband because it wasn't a kosher get. However, any kids that you have are not mamzerim. So what we're adding in over here is a very important point, which is, our Mishnah said, in three cases, the get is puzzle, but the kids are a mamzerim. It's important to note, says the Gemara, what do you mean the get is puzzle? She needs to leave her second husband, Mamish. So 
the husband number one gave her a get with no date. And she remarries and has kids. The halacha is everybody's fine. Except we're forcing her to leave the second husband. But the children from the second marriage, not Mamzer. In the case of a get Yashem, we don't even make her leave the second husband. She can stay with the second husband. Says Gemara, honey, if you hold the taka true, that over here in our Mishnah, she has to leave her second husband, fine. That's the reason why we didn't give this case. According to one who says that she doesn't need to leave him, Michael Amemar, why taka did we leave out the case of get Yashon? It's a fourth case. Why are we only mentioning three? Answers the Gemara. I'll tell you why. Hasam, What happens is like this. By a get Yashon, you're not supposed to use a get Yashon. You're not supposed to. But, let's say the husband gave her a get Yashon. Get ready for this. Lechatchila, she can marry with it. Say again. She can marry with it. So you have a husband in the morning, Thursday morning, writes a get to his wife. Allah, Pichifkis, everything's done, mom is perfect. Then Thursday afternoon, we see them having yichud. Friday morning, he hands her a get yashim. Basil Paskind, you shouldn't do that. But let's say he gave her a get yashim. The halacha is, you don't need, even need to try to get a new get. Totally fine. Lechatchila, she can remarry with that get. You're not supposed to. Not supposed to with a get yashim. But if you did, totally fine. In the other cases, though, the three cases of our Mishnah, you're not allowed to remarry at all. And you mamish need to separate. And that's why this case is not listed with our Mishnah. It's much more lenient. Says the Gemara Baika Get Kireyach. Remember this. What about these Get Kireyach? Remember that we had a special get for Kahanim who were impulsive and divorcing their wives. And we wanted to try to get that took extra time. So we would write a couple lines, fold it over, leave a bald spot. But you're not allowed to leave bald spots on a get. So we would fill it in with signatures. So over there... Biblically, it's a totally fine get. If you leave a bald spot, though, in these gitten, it's not going to be valid rabbinically. So again, you have a case where it's valid biblically, it's not valid rabbinic, so why didn't we list that in our Mishnah? Answer the Gemara, Hossam Avlad Mamzer by Gekireach. The kid's actually going to be more strict. The child's going to be a Mamzer if she marries with a Gekireach. Hocha Avlad Kosher. In these cases, she needs to leave the second husband, but the kid is, any children on the second marriage, Will still be kosher. Honey, cholor of Meir, the Amar Kol Mashanam at Meir Shetavucham begitin of Lad Mamzer. How could this kid be a Mamzer? This kid, whose mother remarried based upon a bald get, a get with open spaces. Okay, so why is this kid going to be a Mamzer? According to Rav Meir, who says every time you don't follow halacha by gitin. The kid's going to be a mamzer. Fine. I I totally get why this kid's a mamzer. El Rabbonon. But according to Rabbonon. Ma'ikul Amemar. What are you going to say? Why is this kid a mamzer? The Maisa biblically. They're divorced. Says the Gemara. Hasam teitze. Hacha lay teitze. Difference going to be. Whether you leave or you don't leave. Whether or not she has to leave. Her second husband. So by the get kireach, she needs to leave her second husband. So we don't list it. Hacha, but in our Mishnah, 
she doesn't need to leave her husband. If you talk a hold in the case of Mish doesn't need to leave her second husband, fine. I'll take that as a difference between our cases and a bald get. According to the opinion that she had, like we learned earlier, that in all the cases of our Mishnah, she's obligated to leave her second husband, so it's the same as a Gat Why didn't we write the case of a bald get? Says the Gemara, like a Mairi. We're not dealing, our Mishnah didn't want to deal with cases of a Gat Mikusher. What do you mean a Gat Mikusher? So again, the Gat Mikusher is this sewed up Gat that has the bald spots. It was a unique type of Gat, it's different. We only wrote it for certain people. Such as people that have a tendency for impulsivity, like the tribe of Kahuna. So, and specifically for them, there's a big problem because, first of all, Kahanim can be impulsive because that's needed for Avaidah Hashem. So, in general, it's something that's good. On the and in addition to that, there's an added issue with that mida for a Kohen because a Kohen cannot remarry his divorced wife. You can't be Maksigushas. See, by a regular person, we'll say, fine, he's impulsive, he divorces his wife. He'll chill out two hours later and he'll remarry her. Big deal. It cost him a reception. That was the that was the Gansa Vaida. Yeah? But over but by a Kayan, your mom is stuck. Once you divorce her, there ain't no getting her back. So over there, that's called the get Makusha. We would take our time and leave space and we would tie it up. We would write a few lines and then we would sew up, leave a gap, but you can't leave a gap. So that's so that's where the bolt spot. But it was a unique type of get. So the Gemara is basically responding. You want to know why we didn't give a case of Gat Kireach? Answer is very simple. Because most people don't use Gat Kireachs. And in all the cases of Ramisha, it, uh, it applies to everybody. Okay. Period. So, so far, what we've clarified is, our Mishnah said, there's three Gitten that are rabbinically puzzled, biblically allowed. We tried asking, why didn't we give these other cases, why only three? What about um, what about the uh, the case of the Gakireach? What about the case of the Get Yashon, the old Get? And what the Gemara has come to establish is number one that we're only listing three cases that all are similar, as opposed to uh, all, that all of them are similar in the outcome of her second marriage. And B, we're only giving cases that are common. Common cases. Random cases that are only used for certain groups or certain situations, our mission didn't list. Okay. So let's keep going. Let's, there's obviously a, a number of different situations. It has to be consistent with the outcome of her second marriage. Either she, she always needs to, she's allowed to stay with her second husband or she has to leave her second husband. But... The, by, by the case of a get yashon, she, she can even lechatchila marry. Somebody uses an old get, even though you shouldn't have done it, lechatchila, she can even marry the second husband. In all the cases listed in our Mishnah, she's not allowed to marry the guy. Says Gmarvika Sholem Malchus. What about the case of Sholem Malchus? See, earlier we, um, we learned about 10 days ago, we learned about a get. That had dating in it because uh, to keep shalom with the local government, they shouldn't. While we're in Gullus, we need to be careful. They, they shouldn't think that we're trying to uh, rebel against them. So says the Gemara of Shalom Malchus, which is a dinder abanan about using the abanan made exera to mamish use it. So there, it's going. If you don't use the date of the malchus of the kingship, 
So rabbinically it's a problem, but biblically it's not. Why don't we give that as on the list? Says the Gemara, Hasam Teitzei. Over there, Shema Mishnah needs to leave her second husband. In the three cases of our Mishnah, she could stay with her husband. Fine. If you hold in our Mishnah that she could stay, then I could get a. I understand why we didn't list the case of Shlai Malchus. But if you're going, there is an opinion who says that even in all the cases of our Mishnah, like we learned earlier, you do need to leave your second husband, so it has the same outcome as Shlai Malchus. So why didn't I list a case where somebody didn't date it with the, with the governmental date? Why don't we give that, as the, uh, add that to the list? And By the case of Shlai Malchus, so the, the child is actually going to be a mamzer, as we learned in the mission over there. The Rachacham were very strong about making sure to, of the protection of Klal Yisrael. But in the case of our Mishnah, the Mishnah says explicitly that it's not a get kosher, but the kid is not going to be a mamzer. Honey, Chalei Rav Meir, Rav Meir is the one who holds going to be a mamzer. According to the Rabbana, who holds that um, the child is not going to be a mamzer by the case of get, the uh, governmental date, so it has the same halacha, as Shlai Malchus, and why do we leave, leave it out? You're right, we're establishing a mission like Rameir. You're right, according to the Rabbanon, we should have listed it, but guess what? We don't list it because we're not following Shitas Rebbe Meir. Okay. Gavaldik. So we just established parameters around the three cases of our Mishnah where. The woman remarried. It's a get puzzle rabbinically. But the kid's not a mom's. Three cases, unique. There are other cases as well, but they don't completely conform to our list. Period. Kavali. Now, there's a rule when learning Mishnayis. We're now going to shift on to a new topic. The rule in learning Mishnayis is if a Mishnah ever counts something for us, there's a reason. I can do it myself. I can do it myself. There's a comedian that we used to listen to in the Dira, in Eretz Yisrael, as Chatoy Ani Mazkir Ayoyim. Yeah? There's a comedian. He speaks about the stress of Donut Day. Donut Day. Donut Day? Yeah. Choosing donuts... Is overwhelming, and he has a whole shtickle on it about how people decide how to choose donuts. His whole shtickle, a whole thing about can't get into people's minds. He, he wants to know why he wants to know why some donuts have chocolate all over the top, but the sprinkles smudged onto the side. Other people like the sprinkles all over the top, and then you have to walk in and choose where you want the sprinkle on the side on the top. Terrible decision, It's hard to make these decisions, but be it as it may. He says to add to the to add to your anxiety when you choose a donut. This is part of his his uh, shtick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, part of the anxiety is the donut lady has to count for you, as if you don't know math. So you walk into the store and you say, "Okay, I'll take a dozen donuts." And she says, "What type of donuts do you want?" And that's when the anxiety starts. So you say, "I'll take five chocolate," and she says, "Okay, you have seven left." He's like, oh, <laughs> thank you, donut lady, right? Thanks for doing the math for me. I could count myself. 
There's more to his tickle, but that's how the Gemara comes across. The Mishnah gives three examples. Why do you need to say, there's three cases and here's the three cases? Just tell me the cases and I can count for myself. I know I have seven donuts left to choose from. There's a rule. Whenever learning Mishnah, if it says three cases, Mishnahis don't just count for me. They're not donut ladies. It expects me that I can count for myself. So if it ever gives a number, it means there's other things that I would have thought are included, but aren't. And therefore, if Davka gives me a number three, so that I shouldn't think there's a number four. And now there's a reason why it's counting for me. It's telling me an Ad Chiddush. There's a case out there floating out there in the universe that I would have thought, but no. Let's get that case. Says the Gemara. When we say three cases in the ratio, what is that coming to exclude? And what is the case of the safe? Okay, in the beginning it says, here's a list of three. And at the end it says, these three get in our puzzle. Okay, these three get in our puzzle. Twice in the mission it says that. All right. And the reason I give three in the, in the ratio is to exclude the three possibilities that we just listed. Remember we said, I, what about this case? What about get Yashon? Right? What, uh, and we said, no, 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 it's not. So that's why we list three to not make a mistake to add a fourth. What is the counting of the Seifa coming to ex- uh, exclude? If somebody shows up from overseas and delivers again, we learned from the beginning again, what do you need to do? You have to say it was written and signed in front of me. What if he didn't? The halacha is, Yaitzay, she needs to leave her second husband, Vahavlad Mamzer, and the child's going to be a Mamzer from the second husband. Meaning it was completely puzzled get from the fact that he didn't say Now, who says I need to say But but who who instituted that? The rabbis. Doesn't say that in the Torah. So we're saying the rabbis gave a case, a situation. The guy comes from overseas. You have to say And if you don't, the kid's mom is going to be a mamzer if she remarries somebody else. Here's the case where biblically it was a valid get. The rabbis said the kid's actually going to be a mamzer. Divi Remer is the opinion of Rabbi Meir, which is a little different than Ramisha. Because again, the case of Ramisha, the get is puzzle, but the kid's kosher. Here, the gets puzzle, the kid's even a mamzer. The Chambayim ain't a Vlad mamzer. The Chambayim said the kid's not going to be a mamzer. Ketzad Yase. Okay. So, what do you do in a normal situation where a, a messenger shows up and he forgets to say, he just gave it to her? What do you do? How do you fix it up? Says the Gemara, well, ideally, he should just take it back from her. Alright? So you take it back, and then you have to redo the whole thing. So again, what's the number three in the safe for coming to exclude? It says, these are the three cases where it's possible, but the kid's not a mom's. Or says the Gemara, uh, you know why we're saying the number three again? To exclude a case of a guy who comes from overseas doesn't say the rabbis say it's not a valid get to a point where the kids are complete mamzer and that's why I don't list it in the Mishnah because that halacha is not consistent with our Mishnah our Mishnah gives three cases where it's possible get but the kids kosher 
it's ex- what's that coming to exclude? A fourth case where it's a get puzzle and the kid is a mamzer. Period. Back to our mission. Now wait a minute, please. Yeah. The husband writes a get. Uh, or Bezdin, yeah, it doesn't matter. All yeah. right. And uh, the Shaliyah comes from St. Louis, Derek Yisrael, hands her the get, and he doesn't say, Befanei Nechtav or Befanei Nechtav. Now, how is it that his forgetfulness uh, works to the detriment of the children? Because now she's not really divorced rabbinically, because rabbinically he has to make that statement. And now she's going to take the get, thinking she's divorced. Marry a second guy when she's not really divorced because of the lack of that statement, and she has children from that second marriage, which wasn't allowed to happen. So those kids are going to be mamzer. Um, and this is this is a this is even it's a rabbinic decree. She needs to do this, but the rabbis are saying that because of this strong rabbinic decree, the kids will be mamzer. That's the kayak that they have. It's a chiddush, but that's what we learned earlier in the mesachta. If a husband writes in his own handwriting. Behold, you are permitted to marry anybody and there's no witnesses who sign on it. And he gives her the get. We said, biblically it's fine. Rabbinically it's not fine. What we're learning in our Mishnah is when the husband himself wrote it. Ahai, what do you mean he wrote it? Ahai, what's this going on? If it's going on the first case of the Mishnah where there's no Edim, who sign on the get, and we're saying if the husband wrote in his own handwriting, it's fine. Pshita. Ksav Katani. It says in his own handwriting. Okay? So, Rav, the Amaira and the Gemara, wouldn't be coming to tell me something that the Mishnah clearly stated. It said, if you look at the, the third line of the Mishnah. Kosav Biksav Yodai. It was his own handwriting. Okay. And now comes along Rav, beginning of our Gemara, to establish, what's he, I don't understand what he's saying. Okay. Ve'Allah Amatsiyasa. Rather going on the middle case of the Mishnah. What was the middle case of the Mishnah that's a, of a problematic get? Where they wrote a completely kosher get, but they left out the date. Rabbinically, you need a date. So that's the case where Rav's saying that the husband wrote it. Says the Gemara, I don't understand. Harei Yeshalav Edim. There's Adim, there's witnesses on it, so who cares if the husband wrote it or not? In that case, you have witnesses and everything, what are you lacking? Date. So what? There should be a problem with this get? Again, Rav's not a Chiddush. Ella, Asefa. It must be Rav is going on the third case of our Mishnah. What was the third case of our Mishnah? Where everything is done correctly, except there's only one witness who signed. Yesh by Zman, ve'en by Ella Eidachan. There's a date, but only one witness signing on it. Vedavka ksav yodai ve'eid. So what we're dealing with over here is, says Rav, the husband himself completely wrote the get, handed it over to her, her. handed it to her, but there was only one witness who who was signed on it. That's where we say that even though he's not following the rules of the rabbis of having two witnesses, the kids are not mamzer. Kids are not mamzer. Avo, but... Ksav Seifer, let's say the husband were to hire a scribe to write the get. The aid, and there's only one witness who signed, then the, then lie. The halacha is, the kid would be a mamzer. The kid would be a mamzer. Let's pause for a second. According to Rav, 
According to the way the Gemara wants to understand Rav, we said three cases in our Mishnah where it's a puzzle get, but the kids aren't Mamzer. Following? What was the third case where it's a puzzle get, but the kids not Mamzer? The case was the get was written, one witness. Kids not a Mamzer. Gemara says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Comes along Rav and says, you should know, it's his handwriting. We said, what's his handwriting? Says Rav like this. When it's his handwriting, he wrote the get. And only one aid was on it. That's where our Mishnah says, it's not a good get, but something happened here, so the kids are not Mamzer. Lemaisa, the words of the verse were fulfilled. He wrote a get to her with the right words, only one witness, not a kosher get because of one witness, but that's a rabbinic thing, kids are not Mamzer. However, what if, says Rav, a scribe wrote this get that has one witness on it, then she needs to completely leave her second husband and the kids are Mamish Mamzer. If the one witness signed on a scribe written get, the kids are Mamzer. If one witness signs on a handwritten from the husband get, kids are not Mamzer. That's Rob's opinion. Shmuel Amar, and Shmuel says, Afilu ksab cipher ve'id. Even if you have a cipher writing it with, with a single witness, even then, the kids are not mamzerim. Shaharei shaninu, because we learned in our Mishnah, kosav cipher ve'id, kosher. It's going to be kosher. So certainly the child is not going to be a mamzer. Says Amar Verav, and what's Rav going to say? He's going to say, Mi dummy. What's the comparison? Hosam tinasi lechatchila. The Mishnah over there, She's allowed to marry lechatchila. There's a there's mamish a kosher get hacha diavid, but over here it's bediavid. It's only once she's married. Okay, so once she's married, we should say our mishnah is not talking about a uh, a get that's written by a cipher. Ushmul like kasha, and Shmuel will say, yeah, it's not a kasha. I'll tell you, there's, there's no uh, you can't make that distinction because ha besafra de movuk. One's dealing with a cipher who's a muvuk, he's established, he knows how it's supposed to be written. And therefore, since he's an established cipher, he's an established scribe, the fact that he's writing again, everybody knows, this, what does this guy do? He writes gittin. That's what he does. Yeah? So to speak, Rabnata, Zechrein Levracha. When Rabnata came to town, people knew there's some marriages that are that are over. People knew. He's here. What's he here for? He's here for gittin. That's what he... Uh, I'm sure he did a lot. I'm not. I'm sure we know he did a lot more for Kali Yisrael than uh, than Gittin, but it's a big deal to do Gittin. <laughs> Even that Dayenu. Okay, but the fact that you have Reb writing a get proves that the husband told them to do so, and therefore, even if there's one eight on it, it was fine. It was a kosher get if he's an established get writer. But let's say you have a guy who's not. It's not known what he does. It's not known as expertise. Stam a guy comes to town, he's writing Gittin, and there's only one aide. So there we say, not necessarily did the husband tell him to do so. And it's not considered like there's there's two witnesses. Let me just read one more line over here. That's called, what does it mean, Yeshulav Adem? There's two witnesses, says that's going on the Seifa. Yeah, go ahead. Bill, you had a question? No, I'm just trying the distinction? No, I, I guess you sort of straightened it out and said 
It's not clear what's happening. Yeah, it's not clear. It's not clear. Right. And therefore we can't count him like... We can't, you can't count. Yeah. We can't say that the children will be... Right. And you can't rely on... If there's two witnesses... Right. can't rely on one witness. See, see, what you could do is like this. Let's say, let's say Reb Nutta for St. Louis, for our city, right? He was doing a lot of the git. He was doing a lot of the git. If Reb Nutta would have come to town, according to this piece of Gemara, wrote a get. And had one aide signed on it. You know what the assumption is? Reb Nutta was the second aide. The fact that he's writing it, so he witnessed the get. It's automatic. But Stam, a guy who wrote a get, a cipher that's not Muvuk, and he, Stam, writes a get, and now you have, uh, you have one witness signed on it. It's not clear that the husband instructed him. It's not clear all the halachas are here. We can't consider this to be established. All right. Zimnin Amarav Tetzay. There were times where Rav would say that the wife has to leave her husband. Zimnin Amarav Lai That's what? Sometimes Rav would say she could stay with the second husband. This is going back to our, the three cases of our Mishnah on Amar Aleph, where we said it was valid get biblically, not valid rabbinic. Kids are not mamzerim. But could she stay with her husband? The second husband. Yeah. Because they were the second husband. So sometimes Rav would let the women stay with their second husbands, and sometimes he wouldn't. Okay, Tzad. So the question is, why? How do he decide? Yeshla Bonim, if she already had kids from the second marriage, why say Then Rav would let her stay. Why? Because people are going to say the kids aren't kosher. In Labanim, she didn't have kids yet. Tetzay. Rav would force the marriage to end. challenging question. This going back to Ksubis. If any of the women listed in the beginning of Masechus Ksubis that fell in Yibam to an Arias, if she had a Safek Kedushin or a Safek Gitten, in all these cases, the Torah, the co-wife of this woman, Al-Safek, we said, need to do Chalitza and Ayibam, Ketza what's the case where wife number one, again, you have two women who fall to one guy in Yibam, right? So once one, one lady um, had an act, had a Misa, the second one goes, uh, goes scot-free because only one needs Yibam. So Ketza how could lady number one have a Safek Kedushin? What's the case? Zarak la Kedushin. Let's say Reuven threw a ring to marry this woman or a document to marry this woman. And Safikarev la Safikarev We don't know who it landed closer to. And guess what happens? He dies. So now we have a Shiloh. Does she have Yibum to the brother? If she was married to husband number one, there's Yibum to the brother. If she wasn't, there's no Yibum to the brother. So now let's keep going. Ready? Back to Yavamas. If one of the brothers does Yibam or Chalitza on her, that should not release her co-wife. 
to now do what she wants. You know why? Because the co-wife might not be a co-wife. We don't even know if woman number one, who Yibam Rachalitza was done to, was even a wife in the first place. Okay. Zehu Safek Kedushin. Safek Gershin. Once again, Safek Gershin. Kasabak Sav Yadav Enalavedim. The husband wrote a get in his own handwriting. No witnesses. Yeshalavedim or with witnesses. Vein Bezman. Yesh Bezman. Vein Bayaleidachar. I raise the Safek Gershin. Consider Safek Gershin. Now, the Amrit, like Saitse. If you're going to say that she doesn't need to leave her second husband, so the co-wife should go and do Yibum. Why do we say that there's automatic Chalitza? You know why? Because we'll say like this. If you have a Suffolk divorce, let the second wife be the one to do Yibum, and it doesn't hurt us at all. You know why? The whole issue of being Asur and Yibum is just a Din de Rabbanon. Okay. Meaning, the Chachamim considered a Tzara, considered a co-wife of an erva, they went ahead and they got in the way of a, of a get. But to make, uh, to, to make additional tikkunim, a takanas, to try to protect their own takana, that much we know there's a rule. We don't do this. Chacham don't make a gzera to protect their gzera. Levi Amar Lailam Laisetzi. Levi says, really... This woman does never lead to leave her second husband. Okay, so even though in our mission we said it's not a valid get, but if she has children, not Mamzerim, says Levi, she stays. Your father said, she doesn't leave her second husband. And he also taught them a completely separate halacha that if you find a kartis, which we'll explain what that is shortly, it's a bug, find a bug in the Amir. In the uh, stocks, Eino Paiselas Mechatas, not in the way of Mechatas. I want to explain this for a moment. This is very Gishmak. In order for a Paraduma, a red cow, to be able to be a Paraduma, the halacha is it could never have worked a day in its life. It could, it's not allowed to do any sort of Avaida. The same thing holds true with the water mixture itself. You're not allowed to use the water, the, the water itself of the Paraduma, the mixture. Therefore, ready for this, if an animal were to come and lick up water from the mixture of the paraduma, the whole thing gets ruined. Because as the animal licks up, it also, it's called, uh, we used to call it backwash in yeshiva. Yeah, some of its thing, would, as it was lifting up its head, it added some of its... Uh, some of its own uh, liquid juices to the water, and also the water would be moved and kind of fall off the, the face. It's called like working with the water. But there was this bug called a karzis, which it drinks like a straw. Doesn't have backwash. There's a fly called a karzis, and therefore if a karzis, he, ta- he said, your father taught us that if a karzis were to drink from the paraduma, Water, then it would be kosher. Okay? Says the Gemara. Um, my cards, what's the cards? the Okay, it's this fly that's found, uh, that's found amongst the stalks. Master of the Neobar of Katina. Now, the Neobar of Katina has a challenging question. Any bird that drinks from the Paraduma mixture passes it. Besides for the dove, why? A dove always sucks straight up. 
and therefore none of the there's no backwash. Vim isa, and if it's true what you're saying that the only bug, the fly that does it is a kartzis, nisni chutzmi yoyin the Why didn't we list that in the Mishnah? It's a, it should say every bird uh, ruins the parad ashes the the mixture of paraduma except for a yoyin and a kartzis. Why aren't you listing kartzis? It must be your own. Says the Gemara, no, Leipsikala, the Gedaila, Leiposla, Ukitana, Posla. Says, you know why? A dove never gets in the way of, uh, will never passel up the uh, Paraduma mixture. However, a Kartzis, it depends on how big it is. If it's an adult Kartzis, that knows how to suck straight in and there's no backwash. But a baby Kartzis can have backwash. So we don't list the kartzis because you have to know how, how big it is. The Kama, and Taka, how big is it that it'll passle up the water or make the water kosher? Amr of Yermia, Vitamer of Ami, Ad Once it reaches the size of an olive, it's considered mature enough to not have any, and strong enough of a suck, a suction pull, to not have any backwash, and it'll be, uh, the, the, the water of the Mechatas will remain kosher. Mamish hafaldik, gvaldik. Okay. Next part of the mission. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar says, Af al pi, even, um, even though, which means even his case was, there's no Adim at all. There's no Adim written on the get, it's still kosher as long as there's Adim on the handoff. When he actually hands it to her. Okay? Omar, Rabbi Lazar, begitin. The halacha always follows Rabbi Lazar by Gittin. Ki Armisa Kamei Deshmol and they send in front of Shmuel Amar Af B'Shtarez. We also follow Rabbi Lazar by Shtarez by documents. Rav Samar B'Shtarez. Rav holds we don't pass it Rabbi Lazar by financial documents. Hakatoni v'Gavim Nechos Mishubadim. Ah, we find that we we follow Rabbi Lazar's psak even by financial documents. Rabbi Lazar talked to Yamar. Rabbi Lazar said two things. For Rav Samar Kavasi B'Chadam. Rabbi Lazar held number one that you don't need mamish to edim on the document, and he also. Held, you don't need Adam uh, uh, b- both by Gittin and by financial documents, but Rav only h- agrees with him by Gittin, but he disagreed with him by financial documents. Even a schmeck, a smell of a get is not there. Okay? It's not even a smell of a get. What do you mean, not even a smell of a get? So we learned a few daf ago, if a man divorces his wife with a puzzle get, but it smells like a get, it looks like a get, they're married, but she can never marry a kain. Yeah, so if a man divorces his wife with an invalid get, but it has a schmeck of a get, looks like it, yeah. We say, it's not a valid get, but you should know, this woman is never allowed to marry a kain. We can't have people saying that kahanim are allowed to marry divorcees. The word got out. In this case, says the, says Rav Yanai, that um, when you have a, uh, when you have such a get, with, um, with no edim, doesn't have a, sh- a schmeck of a get. So they're not divorced, and she's still mutter to a, uh, still mutter to a kain. For Rabbi Leslie the Rabbalazer. So isn't Rabbi Yana agreeing with Rabbi Lazar? Haki Gamar the Rabban. I feel the Rebbe get him by. Rabban who say that it's not a kosher get. 
They say it doesn't even smell like a get. Okay, period. Story. Incident. In the name of Rabbi Halacha, Karebi Elazar, Begitin Laracha follows Rabbi Elazar when it comes to Gitin. We're always going to follow Shittas Rabbi Elazar. Besinu Habakim, Bidvar Halacha, Mishum Rabbeinu, Amr Halacha, Rabbi Elazar, Begitin. All the Chacham who are experts in Halacha would say we always follow Shittas Rabbi Elazar by Gitin. Damar of Chambar Guria, Amar Rabbi Halacha, Rabbi Elazar, Begitin. Because Rabbi Chambar Guria told us that's Halacha, and if he says it, take it to the bank. We follow Shitas Rabbi Elazar by Hilchas Gitin. We're up to the next Mishnah. We will hold it here for today. Prepare two, three minutes for Mincha. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Bez Hashem, tomorrow is Erev Shabbos. Tomorrow we'll do uh, Dafyami 9.30 a.m. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.